quarantine, and we are back with another episode and some more goofiness. Yeah, tonight's been weird. Hey, like I just said before I hit record, all you need is gummy beers and beer. Mm, I'm happy, so I got gummy beers and beer. <laughs> yeah, I don't have any gummy bears here. <sighs> I have. Pl- I still have plenty of jelly beans. Well, but... I did find a 10-pound bag. I could always send you, get you one of those. They aren't the sugar-free ones, right? No. <laughs> They're not the two-headed snakes or weird octopuses. They're just just, if you're ever sad, you just read the reviews of the sugarless gummy bears. Um, well, speaking of all that, I know the sugar-free stuff will give you the shits. I have yes, heard... that's why you read the description. <laughs> but, um, well, what it was is, uh, what I eat, God, pff, eons ago, um, my mom and I used to sell chocolate. So that's what I did for a long time after school, made, did shows, sold. We did do a lot of the sugar-free. A, people are idiots, and they would eat way more than they should, and they could never figure out why they would get stomach aches. <laughs> Our chocolate, it was had no paraffin in it, so it had no fillers, it was... Yeah. Yeah, you're going to get sick. The sugar-free stuff, yeah. You eat too much of it, it will give you the shits. How much, people don't understand. I think it's hilarious. But yeah, they will give you the shits. And no, I'm not eating sugar-free. I like real stuff. I try not to stay, to do the low-fat... Did you... I have two gummies in my hand and a nose came up from the darkness under my desk and tried to steal my gummies. <laughs> I just lost a gummy. Which gummy one of those nights? Gummy bears are going to be stolen. Is this, the, is this a new nightmare dream, Bart? The monster under the desk comes and steals your gummy bears out of your hand? Well, depends. I mean, at work we have a monster like that, but he comes up from he comes up one floor instead of from under the desk. Comes up. You know, unless the computer's broken, in which case he then he is under the desk. Wait, IT guy? Yes. <laughs> oh, speaking of that, I had a bag of chips on my desk was um when I didn't pay they were given to me as a welcome back snack box and uh it was just pretzels and you know you don't want to eat everything at once you get hungry yeah. you know you have a day where you're there a lot longer than you thought you would be so I was just kind of saving it and I came in and it was gone I have an idea what happened to it but I have no idea it disappeared but oh well hi you cannot steal any more gummies she is pushing on my microphone and shoving it away from my face stop okay this is gonna be one of those nights you should see her she's sitting on my lap bart taking her paw and shoving the microwave micro microphone away from my face stop huh okay enough of that shall we any any other any other craziness or food stealing Um, monsters i mean Normal craziness. <laughs> yeah, we we did pretty good this week. It seems that some of these states are starting to open up, and then just craziness is happening. Yeah, I I didn't even leave the house this weekend because it was so insane outside with people. I did. Well, we went saw family, and I cooked, helped move the bed, and then we went and got some wood and some other stuff. So I'm gonna have garden this year, and I'm so excited. We're gonna fi- Ken's gonna finish them up for me, and then um. I'll get the plants this weekend. Well, it's yeah. finally getting nice enough out where you can have a garden. I know. Every time I turn around, we get snow. It's like, damn it, that would have freaking killed my tomatoes. But 
Yep, yep, yep. And since they're on portable tables, we can always move them around if they need, you know. Ooh, good. The different light, yeah. So I'm I'm pretty excited. They're probably about three feet tall, maybe. I'm just hoping no damn squirrels or cats decide to use them and dump them, but we'll find out. But this one is kind of crazy. Yeah. So I found this one um, through just a random YouTube video. I was just on, I was watching TV and just flipping through YouTube, you know, videos come that came up. And I was like, what about the rescue rangers? So this, this story is in no way new. The new, in fact, the new story um, that we've got this from came from, oh, well, I thought this was from 2010. So November. this was just last year. Mm-hmm. Um, just as the craziness start was starting. Yeah. So, Russia, of all places, for this cult to be, you know, the fact that it hasn't come over to the United States yet for various reasons, there's a cult in Russia that worships Gadget from the ship from Chippendale Rescue Rangers. And... The whole, the whole, the whole way I found out about this was because ship, because the rescue rangers were just featured on an episode of Ducktales within the last couple of weeks, and it just like out of nowhere, and then suddenly, did you know there's a cult that worships Gadget? Like, okay, I mean, definitely had a crush on her as a child, but I, these adults, it kind of worries me. <laughs> Well, there were children at once, so they just kind of continued. <laughs> um, apparently, for this, for the Russian fandom of Gadget, um, members are in awe of the goddess of for which they call her. Um, but they have set, but they suffered too much unrequited love and inability to communicate with their idol. Uh, because of this, they left ranks of the like-minded lovers of their muse and rose off to the sunset where the administrators of the fandom came up with a new way to fix the problem of worship. Um, They believe this fictional character can be revived with the help of unconditional belief and faith. Also, there's a theory that Gadget is already born in a parallel dimension due to their faith and their love. Yeah. Hmm. Um, the they they the members of this cult uh, communicate online, meet offline, and celebrate the gadget celebrate the gadgets likes Lightbringer's birthday. They march with torches, icons, and panels. Perform rites, sing songs, write poetry, and dance for their goddess, saying that. Uh, she is the embodiment of all virtues on earth and that only her image can help them in difficult times. Yeah. <laughs> um, there is traditional gadgetology where prayers and righteous deeds for the good of the goddess are given. Progressive gadgetology, uh, this is for moral growth as well as perfection of deeds and thoughts, not only within the church but in real life. 
Uh, these are based on Gadget's friends' actions of helping, na- helping your neighbor, fighting against evil, and growing above yourself. This is how. This is the only way they believe that the soul can feel the union with God with Goddess Gadget. Mm-hmm. And apocalyptic gadgetology. Uh, this is for faith and prophecy and revelation. Uh, they believe that the end of the world and at the end of the world and salvation is um, is from the behest of the Lightbringer. So obviously, you know, Corona came from gadgets. Um, the teachings of the of the God, God's gadget, uh, the second coming. It was expected that Rescue Rangers would be rerun, but it never had. But they have now returned in DuckTales, so I guess that's correct. <laughs> they, they, they called it. They called it. <laughs> uh, good evil in the opposition. On the light is Goddess Gadget herself, while the dark side is Fat Cat. Death will open the portal to Gadget Eve. However, sinners will go to Fat Cat Hell. Um. Oh wow. Uh, followers believe that Gadget created our world with the power of her love, and it only exists because of the Lightbringer. It makes no sense without her. Uh, the cartoon character and the goddess are different personalities, and they should be separated. Adherents should understand that Gadget belongs to no one, but rather she owns her own flock and loves everybody. Um, the followers have a website to worship their goddess, where they have religious texts and songs dedicated to goddess Gadget. They also have lectures on why they believe Gadget is a real goddess and not just an animated character. Uh, they created levels of emissions, of course, Realizing not everybody is ready for this information. Uh, level white includes basic information. Red opens to those who have, uh, who have time to attend at least three of the white lectures. And black is theory combined with practice and development. Uh, there is one theory that the arrival of Goddess Gadget is nothing more than the awakening of Cthulhu. Uh, the, saying that Cthulhu's alchemical alchemical wife is the light bringer. However, if the goddess appears, she will awaken the sleeper and relay and launch the end of the world. <sighs> so yeah, um, this exists. Wow. And that actually kind of falls into this next one. I guess after following all those rules, you just have to run around in your underwear, hanging on to a wine truck and unscrewing the valve and sucking on it as it's driving down the highway. Um, In the video, uh, let's see. Few things in life are much better than wine. Just try to use a glass instead of drinking from the bottle or the tanker. Let's drink from a tanker. Uh, this guy was um, this guy was in California. Oh, I guess not Florida man this time. Jumped onto no, a wine truck, Florida. climbing under. California Highway Patrol says the individual unscrewed a valve and tried to drink the beverage, spilling out of it. The company said they lost about a thousand gallons on on the oh. line. About five thousand bottles worth on the highway. Um, 
I know in the video they show him he's underneath drinking and the driver had no idea. It showed something wrong with the truck. He stops the truck. Guy runs away. Truck starts back up. A guy gets back and starts sucking on it with in his underwear. <laughs> Why not, right? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Too much quarantining? I I don't know. Because this was not that long ago. This was... No. This was on the 10th. Just, just not long ago. But yeah, I've got the video and everything of the guy in his underwear sucking on a truck. <laughs> what would he have done if that wasn't wine? I... I... It's just the fact that, you know, I would not expect there to be actual wine in there. I, I wouldn't either. But, I mean, maybe this was like cheap, cheap wine because I'm used to, well... I'm, I'm more of a beer drinker. I'm used to them. Make, like I've I've been to breweries and watched them dump things in in like this place, and you can see it going in, and, and it goes into the hopper or whatever, and they're it, yeah. then it heats up, and then they pump it and they let it go and sit, and then I've watched it where they pump it back through and it gets put in the cans. Uh, this I don't know. Maybe this was from somewhere else, and then they're bought they have a, diff- a different bottling plant. I don't know curious how drunk the guy actually got well he had to have been drunk to begin with if not he was drunk after huh if not he was drunk after yeah but just to do it in the first place but can you imagine if the truck driver was driving and he got drunk and he fell off and got ran over uh yeah i i mean this is way too dangerous i don't yeah and the next one is just as bad. This is way too dangerous, too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> researchers studying penguin poop learned the um, really sad, real sad fate about it all. Um, when studying penguins, researchers based in Den- Denmark and China uh, were studying the effects of retreating gl- glaciers and the accompanying surge in penguins on greenhouse gas levels. Apparently, it turns out climate change is kicking off a sort of feedback loop where the more penguins there are leads to more penguin poop, duh, and therefore even more greenhouse gases. It also leads to, um, apparently... A lot of nitrous oxide, which is laughing gas. Um, they found uh, on this uh, South Georgia island. <coughs> excuse me. They uh, it was hosting about hosting the world's largest king penguin population of around three hundred thousand breeding birds. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, more penguins means more penguin poop. The poop, it turns out, deposits nitrous oxide and carbon dioxide, both potent greenhouse gases, which is the reason why the glaciers are starting to go away. They sampled the soil at five different sites between the glacier front and the shore and analyzed them in the lab. The soil from the site closest to the colony had significantly more nitrous, uh, which makes humans feel relaxed and euphoric. Uh, the penguin poop itself doesn't contain laughing gas, 
but nitrogen nitrogen in the poop enters the ground where the soil turns it <coughs> excuse me turns it into nitrous oxide all the analysis led the researchers to conclude that penguin colonies are hot spots for greenhouse gases uh, apparently like according to this study they're not suggesting we do anything to reduce the number of penguins since it's where they are, it's not the amount of gas it produces is negligible compared to the rest of the globe. Um, but it's, you know, oh, if you get enough penguins together in one place where there's humans, you ultimately create laughing gas. <laughs> Interesting. But do you think laughing gas and, and, and too much poop could lead to a, a sinkhole? <sighs> Maybe. I mean, this one, it says a sinkhole opens up near the Pathion exposing underground Roman world. A sink, sinkhole um, at the Pathion has dramatically exposed ancient Roman paving slabs. The hole opened up in front of um, the Pathion in Rome last late last month, around 10, 10 feet by 8, eight feet. And it's the latest in a series of such events. But isn't everybody been quarantined? Well, and that's what I was thinking, too. But it may have been just, you know, uh, exposed. Yeah, it may have just been, you know, it sits on its own for a while and somebody steps there. Uh, I don't know. They could have just been caught on video. I mean, how yeah. many videos did we watch of the animals running around like the wild animals running loose in cities? But um, uh, this was, it was made up, um, are the seven slabs in question dating back 2,000 years. They're thought to have been designed <coughs> by Marcus Agrippa, architect and statement, um, statesman. Experts believe the stones were created around the same time that the Pantheon uh, was built from 27 BC to 25 BC. So that's pretty old. Oh, it's the yeah. second time the imperial slabs have made an appearance. Um, when the P P Piazza has service lines installed back in the 1990s, their presence was noted after the ground was dug up. The latest airing, however, was totally unplanned. That's actually kind of cool. If you look, that is deep down. Yeah, it's... I mean, it was out... It, Okay, so it is outside. It's not inside. Right. It's just outside. It looks like steps, a walkway, maybe. Yeah, the way... And I want... I wonder how much they had to dig to get, you know, after it sunk. I don't know. That's... But looking at the uh, building on the left, that's really, really wow. And then seeing what was built up on the right. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, most likely there was probably other buildings there like the one that you could see the structure that was probably that's probably a base of another building that lo no longer exists well yeah and i mean you think about you know especially in the u.s you know how many times were things just you know oh this burnt down we just built on top of it well that that's that's very common you you take over an area and then you just build on top of it but, like, in Chicago, excuse me, um, it was it Chicago where you're basically an underground city that they just built all everything on top of it? I don't know. Well, we see that here in Akron. I mean, 
if you go to older buildings, there's so many sub basements because it's been built up so so much from what it used to be. I don't know. This next one you found. It's a yeah. In fact, I just found this today. <clears throat> this kangaroo will kill you. Uh, yeah. So the largest kangaroo ever has been dug up at a fossil site in central Queensland, Australia. The kangaroo is estimated to have stood at 2.5 meters. And you know what? There's two feet. I am going to do the math right now. This is eight feet tall. And 274 kilograms... And that is 604 pounds at 8 feet tall when it roamed Australia between 40,000 and 60,000 years ago. It was discovered alongside 13 other huge species, including uh, car-sized lizards, giant wombats, a marsupial lion, and seven well, let's see. Oh, God. 22 feet long crocodile. Wow. Um, the animals that ate these were even bigger. We had gigantic reptiles living at the same time as people. Uh, this, these were all found at Southwater Creek Mine near McKay. Um, Dr. Hocknell, one of the scientists who found this, a paleontologist who found this, uh, said that extreme climate change was likely what drove um, all of these huge creatures to extinction. Uh, He he decided this after finding that changes to the environment, such as increased fire, uh, reduction in in grasslands, and loss of fresh water coincided with their extinction. So the um, aboriginals probably experienced them when they uh, came to the land. Yeah. Jeez, can you imagine coming to a new land and showing up and meeting up with a, with animals that size? I mean, eight feet tall. Well, the, the, even the ones now that are what? They're not even that tall. How have you no. seen? Have you see, well, we we saw the video a couple months ago. The dude that was parachuting and he went to land and he landed it oh, and, and, and the. Came and the- and it just hit, it just kicked him right there. Yeah, I walked up and punched him in the face. Well, because I've seen it, I've seen them where they've um had to watch because uh the the one guy who walked up it was boxing it because it gripped around his dog's neck and all it's got to do is tip back and it's got those giant claws on its feet. So you have an eight eight foot version of that. Holy crap! That would just eviscerate you. And then look at a twenty two feet long alligator. A crocodile? God, yeah. A crocodile, rather, yeah. You be, you be eaten. You got one. Try, oh, wow. <laughs> but I mean, that's this is just a premise of a sci-fi movie. Yeah, we've had how many with a giant animal? What you know? What is it? The throw, throw the marsupial lion in the mix. <sighs> I know. There you go. There you go, Bart. We need we need to write that one. But we keep talking about the quarantine. Now we have to contend with airplanes. Canada Air Force officer dies as jet crashes during coronavirus tribute. I saw this video. Oh, this is this is scary when you see suddenly it just 
go straight down. A member of an elite Canadian Air Force squadron died Sunday after the the a jet crashed into the British Columbia home during a celebration for the frontline workers for the pandemic. Mm. The Royal Canadian Air Force identified the deceased um, as Captain Jen Cass- Cassie, a public affairs who joined Snowbirds in 2018, and another team member, Captain Richard McDougal, McDougal uh, was seriously injured. Mm. The crash occurred shortly after, um, shortly before noon local time in Vancouver. The flight was part of an Operation Inspiration, which we did that here. Um, uh, inspiration, a nationwide mission aimed at saluting first responders and other essential workers. The Snowbirds are a military ac- acrobatic squadron. Um, let's see. A video that appears to capture the crash showed two jets taking off and flying side by side for a few seconds. One of them veers into the sky and the second one later is seen spiraling to the ground. Um... Let's see. This one, this person lived in the neighborhood where the plane went down, said the aircraft hit a house, engulfing it in flames. Um, it is. It sounded like a gunshot. Hmm. wonder what actually happened. Yeah, because it wasn't just like, oh, they hit something and went down. It was, she was flying and all of a sudden, it just stopped. So you think... And started, you know, yes, the front just turned down and just... Straight down into the house. Do you think it was um like mechanical issue with the actual? I'm wondering if that's the case because I can't, you know because hmm. it wasn't that far up. Hmm. Oh, I thought I had the other part of the video here. Oh no, maybe the men in black were involved. Yeah, this that you found here from a couple weeks ago. Oh no, from a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. Um. A couple of encounters of men in black um, in Kentucky and Calgary, Alberta, which is definitely quite a distance from each other. Um, This is a story, and of course you're not going to tell me. Um, The story from Calgary, Alberta goes... This person says they saw a saw an MIB twice in the space of a half an hour. Um, the same people in Calgary in, around 1978. Uh, they say the person wasn't quite human, wore old-fashioned clothing and a 1950s hat. Uh, I had read a lot of books on UFOs by then, so I knew what knew what they were. As soon as we parked in the Army surplus parking lot and after getting out of the truck, uh, he immediate, I immediately noticed a strange-looking fellow walking up the steps to the entrance of the store. I noticed because he was walking almost like if he was a soldier, marching. No one does that. Uh, government people do. Yeah. Uh, he reached for the handle of the door, door of the store and pulled away suddenly just before he, uh, touching it and t- about turned and marched down the steps. Uh, the guy sa- says, yeah, I said to my wife, that's an MIB. Uh, as he was pulling out of McDonald's after he left the store, uh, he saw the guy again, and again he was marching up to the steps of the door. Did the exact same thing, reached for the handle, about turned, and marched down the steps. Uh he says, this time it shook me because he seemed to walk straight for the truck. 
and then veered to the left and walked into the field, which would have been towards the number one highway. In that direction, there was also an airline's hotel across the field. My wife and I watched as he walked into the darkness of the field, uh, and once in the darkness, he began walking very erratically, almost as if he was drunk, but different. He became almost completely hunched over, flailing his arms and walking very strangely as if he was, str- as if he was struggling. Uh, in this other story uh, from Eastern Kentucky, <coughs> one moment, the person says, the incident that was most overwhelming was on the night when gray aliens came to take me while I take me while I was pregnant. Um, okay, I'm beginning to just not believe this all from that first sentence. <laughs> uh, when they approached me from across the bedroom, I jumped and grabbed one of the two beings by its lean neck. I squeezed as hard as I could until I heard a crack. It dropped to the floor as its head fell back across the across the spine. The other gray seemed shocked when it shocked, though it, it was hard to read an expression. It gathered the injured companion and quickly disappeared in bright light uh, coming from the bathroom. Uh, when I when I was a girl, we used to live beside an old cemetery. On some nights, I would get the urge to look out my bedroom window. When I did, I would notice a tall, dark figure that seemed to be watching our house. One evening at dusk when I was in our yard, I was approached by a tall, black-cloaked being with a glow coming from its face. It stood and watched me for a few seconds and turned and disappeared. I've noticed over the years that large, dark-colored cars would follow me on occasion uh, on highways and mountain roads. Uh, my husband and I have also noticed black helicopters flying above us and driving over our re- while driving over driving and over our residence. In, t- in July 2006, a strange incident occurred while my daughter and I were sitting on our front porch. I never heard or saw a car, but two two MIB appeared from around the side of the house and approached us. The pale-faced men were dressed in black silk suits, white shirts, black ties, and fedora dress hats. They each carried a thin briefcase and walked stiffly as they approached. When they reached the steps, they stood still and looked at me. My daughter quickly ran into the house, and I then looked into the eyes of the MIB nearest me. The color was a vivid, vivid lavender, and I felt compelled to continue looking. After a few seconds, the nearest MIB spoke in a very clear, low-pitched voice. It asked if we had experienced any unusual activity that I thought that I should report. It was an odd question, but I quickly said no. Uh, The being then briefly smiled, thanked me for my time, turned and walked toward the road, and were soon out of sight. So, I believe the first one. The second one is a bit out there. Mm. But the government can be. We, we've read some weird stories. But this one, we're talking weird stories. Um, UFO over Brazil sparked social media panic and conspiracies. We love our conspiracies. I'm 
Let's see. The Brazilians just north of Rio de Janeiro reported seeing mysterious illuminated objects in the sky Wednesday. Now, this was... This is from the 17th, so this is pretty new. Um, this is what? Last week? Not even a week ago. Yeah. Um, several videos of the objects exploded on Reddit and Twitter, sparking uh, incredible speculation about a crash UFO that had been picked up ha- that has been picked up widely in Brazil, the Brazilian press. Um, let's see. Uh, trend on Twitter Wednesday morning with several people sharing videos of glowing lights in the sky. The video show blue, red, and yellow orbs moving around the sky, and the video shows the lights arranged in a triangle form. Looking at this, this looks like the stuff that's been since the 90s on and off throughout the states. And I think um, Australia, too. While the videos themselves are curious, they're hardly evidence of anything um, otherworldly. UFO enthusiasts began to fall down the conspiracy rabbit hole rather than quick, <laughs> rather quickly when posts about the event began disappearing on Twitter. Well, we even said that. We don't know, you know, UFOs, if it's actually alien or human or, you know, I brought up the fact that, you know, it could be us from the future. Who knows? But yeah, if you look, there's a bunch of different videos and stuff of it, of the of the triangle. The first video shows it really well. It does. It does look like a, a typical UFO shape that, that's been going around for a while. Yeah. I don't know. Well, especially that picture with the three dots. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Men in, men in black are shutting you down. But yeah, I think I think anything else on the UFO or anything else you want to like to discuss or uh, no UFO stories. Just the one. So yeah, if you if you guys have seen this, send us. Send us send us your stuff. I'm curious. Did you see anything crazy? Crazy this guy. <clears throat> and so. Especially now that you know a lot more, you know, we're we're getting outside more because, you know, like I said, now things are starting to open again. But I mean, we've been a lot of people have been outside walking, you know, and enjoying the nature. You know, like have you seen anything weird out there? Mm-hmm. Yep. So I think another 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 crazy fun episode. I do believe so. Would you like to take us on out? Sure. So again, like Vicky said. Um, if you've got any stories, you can email us at tftdpodcast at gmail.com. And you can also get a hold of us on Facebook, uh, where Tales from the Darkness on there. And we'll have all the stories that we talked about on this episode on there when the episode comes out. Uh, you can check us out on TeePublic, which I totally don't think I posted the link for last week. <clears throat> so, um, But you can check us out there, get a shirt. Uh, get some stickers. Um, I'll post a picture of the stickers that I just bought and put on my computer. Um, they definitely, uh, T Public puts like a white border around them, but if you're really good at cutting, you can get a perfect sti- a perfect sticker without any of that for wherever you want to put it on. Um, again, and then we are also on the Tangibound Network, uh, Tangibound Network. Dot com and the Weeby Geeks Collective, WeebyGeeksPC.com. And um, as always, you know, keep your eye to the sky, ear to the ground, let us know what's going on. Yeah, so everybody stay safe, keep your eyes to the sky, ear to the ground. Say anything crazy, hear anything, <sighs> let us know. 
So I will see you later then, Bart, and everybody stay safe. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.